Hey, it's Kim, just popping in for a quick second to ask you for a small favor. If you are a fan of the Runwave podcast, I could really use your support. First, please take a few seconds to subscribe to this podcast and rate this podcast five stars. Take a look at your phone right now and tap subscribe. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, scroll all the way down to the bottom of your screen, tap ratings and reviews, and tap five stars. It's super simple and will literally take you a few seconds. And if you really want to support the show, please write a review. I appreciate all of you who have left ratings and reviews so far. It keeps this little engine that could going. Lastly, if you know anyone that would enjoy the Runwave podcast, please share the show with them. It helps with growing the show, growing the audience, and it also keeps me motivated to keep bringing you the content, the run topics that we all enjoy and love. Now let's get started with the show. Did you sign up for a rock and roll race in 2020, waited months to find out the fate of that race, only to be told that it was canceled, deferred, or you were giving zero option of a refund? Let's talk rock and roll, Iron Man, and why we continue to support these large corporations who do not support us in return. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Runway Podcast. I am your host, Kim. If this is your first time listening, welcome to the show. If you are a return listener, welcome back to the show. I really appreciate you. Gosh, it's been a while since I have recorded an episode. I think I've been gone two to three weeks maybe, but it it seems like forever. I mean, I miss just sitting down and having a chat and talking to you all. Although you're not here with me right now, it still feels like we are together in some sort of way because we have become a little bit of a family. So just wishing everyone well. We're still going through a trying time right now. So I hope everyone is doing good. Spirits are high and we are just trucking forward the best way that we can right now. So this episode, I've actually been holding off on recording this for a very long time because I was waiting. I mean, I still have some hope and faith in humanity. So I was waiting for this company to do the right thing by runners who have stuck by them for so many years, but they just can't do it. I mean, people just... I mean, companies are just out for themselves. So here it is. I'm talking about the rock and roll marathon company, Run Rock and Roll. This episode is pretty personal to me because I have run rock and roll races for many, many years. And I just feel like them as a company have just really screwed people over during this pandemic. And the way that they've handled their customer service when it relates to me personally, I'm going to speak from my personal experience. It just hasn't been right. And it's been sitting with me for 
a very long time and not in a good way. So I've been running rock and roll races forever. My first rock and roll race. And I'm going to pull out the receipts because y'all know I always got these receipts. So my first rock and roll race was in Brooklyn, October 12, 2013. And if you're listening to this at home, you can also tune in on YouTube and I'm going to be showing you all of the goodies that my viewers on YouTube are watching right now. So this was my first medal for rock and roll. It was a cute medal. The race was in Prospect Park. And I will tell you, when after I finished this race, I was hooked. I mean, rock and roll pulled out all the stops. And this was back in 2013. So this was seven years ago. So this is a totally different company then than it is today. I mean, I just remember all of the goodies at the finish, the chocolate milk. The chocolate milk was the best. If you've run miles and you finish that race and you have a bottle of chocolate milk waiting for you at the end, you know how great that makes you feel as a runner to have that sustenance at the end of the race. But not only that, just the entertainment aspect of the race was on point. Um, the medical is on point. Everything at that particular race was just on point. And it gave me the bug to want to run more and more rock and roll races, which I ended up doing. So, you know, I thought that the registration process was a breeze, the pickup packet pickup process, they allowed same day packet pickup in the park, which, you know, some races do a lot of races don't they did accommodate. And they still do accommodate same day packet pickup to this day, which is one of the things that I really like about running rock and roll races is their willingness to accommodate runners on race day. So fast forward a bit to 2018. As some of you know, I am running a half marathon in all 50 states and that was cut short by COVID, of course. But in 2018, I was on a race running rampage and a lot of my races were rock and roll races. And when I sign up for rock and roll races, I always do the remix challenge. So I'll sign up for the 5k, which happens on Saturday, and then I'll switch over and do the half marathon on Sunday. And when you sign up for two races, two or more races for rock and roll, they'll give you a remix medal, which is a bonus medal for running more than one event, you know, during the race weekend. So I always sign up for two races and get the remix medal as well. So in 2018, I just ran a ton of races with rock and roll. I ran the Dallas 5k and half in March. I ran Philly rock and roll in September. I ran San Diego half marathon and 5k in June of that year. I ran Raleigh rock and roll 5k and half and I actually drove all the way to Raleigh from New York. That was a freaking long drive. But that's how dedicated I was to running my races and knocking down these races in all 50 states. So and you know, as you can see, a lot of the medals, they look the same. They're the same size. You know, they changed the cover of the medals, but a lot of the medals were pretty repetitive that year. 
And the remix medals that they gave out were the exact same medals for every single race, which got kind of annoying to me because it was just the same thing over and over, the same guitar medal for every single race. So that was... You know, as I started doing more and more races, I noticed that the quality of the events had decreased quite a bit. You know, I did races the previous year as well, and it it was just different. I mean, like the performers that they have along the race, it's it's fewer and further in between. And just like the post-race festivities are, you know, not as lively as it used to be. The race expos have changed. It's really just, it became just straight about business to me. And a lot of the the fun aspect of attending rock and roll races and going to the expo and hanging out after the race, that was kind of lost on me. And I don't know if it's because rock and roll Well, the competitor group was sold to an organization in China, which I'll get into a little bit later. Maybe that's a reason why their quality did diminish. Their shirts were also no longer great. I didn't keep not one shirt from Run Rock and Roll. In the beginning, I mean, Brooks has always been their sponsor and their shirts were great in the beginning. I love those Brooks tees, but it seemed like as time went on, they just picked the the worst quality t-shirt that they could find and that's what they gave us and you know I like getting nice gear from races that makes me want to wear that gear outside of the races and it helps you race directors to continue to promote your events if people are wearing your race shirts outside of races but if you continue to give bad quality gear no one's going to want to wear it and in fact (laughs) most of the time I just left those shirts in the hotel room I didn't even bring them back home because they the quality was just not worth it to me I knew I wasn't going to wear it so I may as well just leave it in the hotel room and maybe someone there would take the shirt or you know donate it or just put it in the trash where it belonged because the shirts were really trash so this year in January was the last time that I ran a rock and roll race and that was for rock and roll Arizona and I just remember after I did the 5k and if I can find the footage I'll insert it y'all want to see the littlest metal ever Look at this little teeny beeny thing. Are these kidding me? And I have little hands. Just imagine how small this thing is. You know, I said this is the littlest metal that I've ever seen. And it fits literally, I can almost close my palm around this metal. The metal was so doggone little. And I said, wow, rock and roll has just really gone downhill in the quality quality and I know the metal is not everything right but the metal is a big part of you know the status of completion of a race and when the metal sucks it's kind of like puts a damper on your race experience when you get a metal that's just not up to par with what you went through to earn that medal and I also got the remix medal for that race and they finally did switch out the look of the remix medals which I was happy about but you know overall I actually did enjoy the Arizona race probably mainly because the scenery was great (laughs) 
I mean, I, I can't think of it. It wasn't a very memorable race to me other than the scenery there because you're running through the red rocks, you're running through the mountains. You know, I had a good time that entire weekend. I got to see the city, I got to hang out a bit. So my overall experience was great. You know, I did have a little bit of an injury with my shin. So, you know, the aftercare at the races, they had free massages. That was good. So, you know, there are positives and negatives about running rock and roll races but overall i think their quality has diminished quite a lot over the years so for 2020 i also registered for rock and roll seattle and um rock and roll did have like a registration blitz i don't remember exactly when it was but it was at the beginning of the year and I remember I registered for Seattle because I have family there. I wanted to go there, visit my family, check out the city. And I was also supposed to register for two additional races, which I never got around to. And it that was a blessing in disguise. I'm so happy that I didn't because, you know, I would have then been out of money for three races instead of just the one race that I am out of money for. So it was really a blessing in disguise that I never got around to registering for those other races, thank goodness. But my history on Rock and Roll Seattle, this race was in June, I registered at the top of the year. And you know, once COVID hit and we were like really shut down in March, Come April, like we, the world, the running world knew that racing was practically canceled. You know, um, rock and roll was canceling or postponing. A lot of their races was postponed. So they were canceling and or postponing races left and right. But my race in June, I heard nothing about this race and I was patiently waiting. I was checking their website for updates and they were going months without updating their website. It was like radio silence. So I didn't know what the heck was going on. I didn't know if the race, I mean, I knew the race wasn't happening. I didn't know if they were rescheduling it for next year. I had no idea what was happening. So finally, I just got fed up with waiting. And, you know, I said they're a big organization. If I email them, they're probably not going to answer. So the next best thing is Twitter because most companies, you tweet them and they will respond you know, very quickly. So on August 7th, and I'm going to put it up on the screen so you guys can read it along with me. I tweeted, run rock and roll. Rock and roll Seattle was quote postponed months ago, but yet you have given no refund, no new dates, no additional updates, no nothing. I do see you promoting your virtual events like crazy though. Is this how you treat those that have supported your events? Now, by August, you know, virtual racing was in full swing. I was getting emails from Rock and Roll constantly. I was on their Twitter feed. If you go on their Twitter feed now, you can still see it. They're promoting the shit out of their virtual races. And they just like basically ignored all the people that registered for their in-person races and they were pushing these virtual races and you know that kind of pissed me off quite a bit because you're pushing these virtual races and you can't even have the decency to respond to your client because I'm a client you know you can't even respond to your clients on Twitter 
So after receiving no response, which I really expected to receive a response from these jokers. I mean, shoot, I tweet Delta Airlines and they respond to me within an hour. You know, I tweet Sephora and they respond to me right away. You know, you can tell when companies value their customers and take customer service as a priority. Rock and roll does not do that. They ignore their customers. So finally, on August 17th, I received an email about an update to Rock and Roll Seattle and I'm going to put it up on the screen. I'm going to read a portion of it. Dear Rock and Roll participant, we appreciate your continued patience. I have not been patient <laughs> during this process. After working with various city host partners over the last couple of months, we were hopeful that we would be able to continue a new event for this year. Unfortunately, after assessing all event scenarios and due to the directives in King County, blah, 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 the event will not take place on June 6th to 7th, 2020. So they gave us options. And actually, remember, I signed up for more than one race. So the 5K was completely canceled for 2021 and the half marathon was deferred. So it's moved to the same weekend in 2021. Now, they gave you the option to switch your race to a number of different races. Um, they gave free deferrals to the 2021 race, which is actually June 12th to the 13th, 2021. They gave you free entry to a virtual race, like that's sufficient. Deferral to the Washington DC half, deferral to Nashville. So you have the option to defer to a number of different cities, which is okay for someone like me who is running in, you know, who's running a half marathon in all 50 states. But I've already run in most of these states that they've listed as a deferral option. And quite honestly, <laughs> I just don't, I'm not, I don't want to run any more rock and roll races, period. And they also said um, for the 5K that I was doing that, that I had the option to switch to a 5K, you know, elsewhere. But I'm not flying to another state to run a 5K. <laughs> That's just not happening. I always say that I do not leave the state for less than a half marathon. And I wanted to do Washington. I wanted to do Washington to visit my family. I wanted to do Washington to knock Washington off of my 50 states list. So I wanted to do the 5K and the half marathon in Seattle. So fine, you cancel the 5K, give me my money back for the 5K. That's the least that you can do. And I'll run your stupid race in 2021 if it happens, that's a big if, because we don't know if racing is going to return in 21. Everything is still up in the air. We don't know what's going to happen. So at the end of this email, they say, if you have any additional questions, please contact R&R Seattle at rockandroll.com, which I did. So I emailed them back and I said, hello. Thank you for finally giving us resolution options for this race. I have been waiting an extremely long time for race options. I've registered for the half marathon and the 5K to complete the challenge to get the remix medal. That was not included, but I wanted to do the challenge to get the remix medal. While I did receive an email for deferral options for the 5K, they are not acceptable to me as I only signed up for the 5K to complete the challenge option of the race. I'm not willing to travel from my home state of New York to complete just a 5K in another state. 
since you are no longer offering a 5k option for the city i would like a refund for this portion of my race best regards so i reply right away to that email on august 17th and guess what rock and roll never responded to my email so <laughs> i mean th this company is actually a piece of work they don't respond to their customers which leads me to, to believe that they really just don't give a f I mean, I just don't understand what kind of company, race company or not, just does not respond to their customers. I mean, that just leads me to believe that they're a money hungry organization that only cares about their bottom line. And for me, I will never do another rock and roll race again. I will never give them my hard earned money for another race again, because this is not how you treat your clients. This is not how you treat people that have supported you for many, many years. Now, I just wanna give a little bit of history on the rock and roll organization as a whole. So it was created in 1998 and their first race was in San Diego which I run and was a pretty good race. I actually met Des Linden at the San Diego race, which was pretty cool. So that first race had 20,000 participants from 30 countries and all 50 states. And listen, in 1998, I was in 11th grade. <laughs> I didn't even know road racing existed outside of the Summer Olympics that I watched on television every four years. So for them to have a race with 20,000 participants in 1998 is remarkable. So 55% of that field were actually women. And at that time, that was the largest ever percentage of women in a race and this was actually the largest race outside of the New York City Marathon which is incredible. So the winner of that race was a Kenyan man by the name of Philip Taurus T-A-R-U-S I'm sure I'm not pronouncing that right but he won $60,000 in prize money for winning that marathon San Diego in 1998 and blast from the past the sponsor was Suzuki the car brand Suzuki, <laughs> well, the motorcycle brand, I don't think they make cars, but that was a sponsor of the race. And, you know, the prize money for rock and roll races, it's not that today it has dwindled sufficiently over the years and they don't attract the big name runners like they used to probably because of that fact, because elite runners, this is their job. And if the prize money is not there, then they are not going to come out and run these races. Um, you know, there's always, I've seen Meb a lot at rock and roll races. I don't know if he's still affiliated with them. And, you know, like I mentioned earlier, Des Linden was at rock and roll San Diego when I did it. And I actually took a picture with her. If I have it, I'll show it to you guys. But yeah, I'm sure they pay their top runners. I'm sure they pay them the big bucks to show up at their race and promote their races. And you know, the year that I did San Diego, Meb ran the 5K with his kids that year. That was when he was still living on the West Coast. I know he's he moved to the East Coast a few years ago, a couple years ago, but he ran the race with his children and they weren't out there running the long races. They were just out there, you know, being, I don't know, an ambassador or face of the race, which I'm sure they got paid the big bucks for. 
Fast forward to February of 2015, World Triathlon Organization. Now, if you didn't know, I mentioned Ironman at the top of this show. Rock and roll is owned by Ironman. Hmm. A lot of people probably didn't know that. Now you know. So in 2015, uh, Wanda Group acquired World Triathlon Corp for $650 million. That is a lot of money. <laughs> it's not called World Triathlon Corp any longer either. So that was 2015. In March of 2020, during the pandemic, during COVID, Wanda Sports sold Iron Man. It's now called Iron Man Group, no longer World Triathlon Corp. So they sold Iron Man to Advance for $730 million. So Iron Man and rock and roll is big business. And this leads me to believe that this is one of the reasons that they haven't offered any refund options for their customers. Now, if you didn't know, I am a triathlete. I haven't done a triathlon in (laughs) like four years, but I'm a triathlete as well. And I have done half Ironman. So 70.3 races. And let me just pull out my receipts so y'all can see them. Okay. So I've done two Ironman 70.3s. My first Ironman was Ironman Eagleman. And that was in Maryland. And this is a race that I'll never forget. That was in June of 2015. And I also did Ironman Atlantic City, the inaugural Ironman Atlantic City. And that was in September of 2016. So that was actually the last time that I did a uh, half Ironman, a 70.3. And, you know, I was like, Iron Man was my brand. Like there's other triathlon brands out there, but I only wanted to do Iron Man because when you think of triathlon, you think of Iron Man and it's it feels like it's like I don't want to say like it's a privilege, but it just it feels like when people call me an Iron Woman, like you know, it makes you light up a little bit. I always say that I'm a half iron. I'm a half iron woman. I didn't do the whole 140.6, but I am proud of what I did. And, you know, I have been supporting these organizations for a very long time and they're not supporting me. Okay, so back to Advance. They are a private family-owned business that invests in a broad range of media and technology companies. And I believe they own Condi Nass. Let me just double check that. Yes, so Advanced Publications owns Condi Nass, which publishes a lot of magazines that you and I read today. So this company is big business and they now own Ironman Group as of July 20th. The sale went through in March, everything was finalized in July all during the pandemic. So maybe that is a reason why um, Rock and Roll doesn't return emails, but has the time to still tweet and, you know, send out emails. Let me tell you about the emails that they send. (laughs) So I am still a member of a tri club and I'm registered under that tri club for Iron Man. And Iron Man has been sending out emails 
religiously to register for events. And I'm just going to put that up on the screen. So the most recent email that I received was to register for Ironman Chattanooga. I received an email to register for Ironman Maryland, which is in June, 2021. I got an email for Wisconsin, Canada, like, like Placid, so many. So they're still taking registrations to this date. So I seriously hope that y'all are reading the fine print on these new registrations because I am so... I haven't looked into it because I just don't care anymore because I'm not supporting these organizations, but I'm pretty sure if you look into that five print, they probably have something in there now about pandemics and that you might not get your money back. They didn't give us our money back anyway, but I'm sure there is some other wording in there about pandemics and deferral options or whatever. So if you guys are signing up for these races that we do not know are happening, we don't know what's happening tomorrow. We definitely don't, don't know what's happening six months from now. So just be careful if you're signing up for these races. They're bombarding me with emails. I know thousands of other people are getting the same email. So just be careful when you're signing up. And, you know, I have made it a point that <laughs> when road racing does start up, I'm not signing up for races in advance anymore. I will sign up at the latest possible date that I can because just the amount of money that we have all lost due to this pandemic is astounding and the way that these companies are just not supporting those who have supported them I guess it really isn't astounding but you know I try to look for the good in people but sometimes <laughs> there's just no good in people and they're just out for self. At this point, I can say for myself that I am done with rock and roll. I am done with Iron Man. If I find out that there are any other organizations that they are a part of or support, then I'm going to be done with them as well because there is no way in hell that I'm going to continue to give money and support these organizations that just don't look out for the runner, the triathlete, the people that have kept them going for all of these years. And it is just, it's just not right, man. And you know what? We have options. We have so many options. We have become so lazy and complacent and I'm part of that problem. You know, I'll go to Amazon in a minute. I won't get out of my bed. I'll go to Amazon and order what I need. I'll do driver pickup at Target. We have just become so lazy and complacent in our ways. There are other companies, there are other organizations that we can be supporting. We do not have to support big businesses. You know, there was a race that I did also in 2018. It was called the Narragansett Half Marathon. And it was in the Boston area. I stayed in Boston. It was like five or 10 minutes right outside of Boston. And I'm telling you, the race had like 900 people. Me and my friend were one, probably two of a handful of brown faces at that race. It was in this little small town. But you know what? I felt so 
welcome at that race. The atmosphere was amazing. And you know, I didn't know how the vibe would be, but when we, because we were the only, when you, when you're black and you pull up to a race, we're always a minority in road races. That's just a fact. But when you pull up and you're like the only two and you might see two more over there, you know, you, your guard is up and you, you just don't know what you're going to expect. So when I was running that race and I ran by this beautiful church and there was an LGBT flag in that window, I said, you know, I'm safe here. I'm safe in this town. And I remember that was the very first race that it was in the summer. It was, it was in July. So it was hot and I was just in between water stations And I was so thirsty. And this was the very first time ever that I took water from someone, you know, that had their table set up on the side of the road, not an official water station. I was, I'm just like, (laughs) I don't know if I'm petrified or what. I'm just scared someone's always going to poison me. But I felt that comfortable in that town that I took water from, you know, someone not affiliated with the race. And, And I was okay. And you know, this was a small race. It was put on by a small race director and it was one of the best races that I ever did. So I'm saying this to say we have other options. There are smaller races out there. They don't have all the pop and circumstance of a rock and roll, but you feel at home. I remember at the finish line of this race, they had packages, you know, like the Capri Suns, but like the Kool-Aid brand, they had those. I drank like five of those. I know they're full of sugar, but I was so thirsty. And it was just like a feeling of the old, like when I was a kid, like drinking Kool-Aid. If y'all don't know what Kool-Aid is, just Google Kool-Aid. But <laughs> it just felt good. And we just need to support the smaller races. And that since COVID happened, that's just been my, you know, my new mantra, I'm going to support the little guy because the little guy is us. And the little guy is going, the little guy cares about us. So we need to back them and put our resources where they're actually going to be used and not in big corporations that don't give a shit about us. And you know what? I don't give a shit about them either. So On that note, (laughs) I'm going to end this episode here. I'm so happy to be back chatting with you all. I'm hoping to get back to in-person interviews next week, but, you know, we'll see how that goes. Maybe you'll be chatting with me again for another 30 or 40 minutes, and I hope you're okay with that. So I want to thank you again for tuning in to another episode of the Runway Podcast. I am going to continue to keep it real with you all. And I hope that you're tuning in to listen to this realness because I'm always going to be 100. I'm a girl from New York City. I'm born and bred in the Bronx, New York, and I'm always going to keep it real with you all. And I am going to stick up for us. runners as a community the little guy i'm not here to sugarcoat anyone anything i'm not here to pander to any business to any big corporations i'm not here for that i'm here for you i'm here for us so thank you again for tuning in to the runway podcast and i will catch you on the next one later thank you so much for tuning into the show 
be sure to subscribe to The Runway on your favorite podcast app and leave us a review of the show on Apple Podcasts. It would really help me out. If you are a runner that has a story to tell and you would like to be on the show, you can email hello at therunwave.com or send us a DM on Instagram to The Runway. See you next time. Oh, 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 o